1: NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Twin Peaks eats, drinks, and scenic views. Uh, not quite yet on to Philadelphia, but it's going to be pretty close to being on to Philadelphia. Who put together a pretty impressive performance in in uh, marching to their own Super Bowl yesterday? Yeah, they they, they
2: did. My God, they they were good yesterday. But part of the reason that they were good is because they took care of business early on in that game. And they got to the quarterback. They knocked Brock Purdy out of the game. He couldn't throw a a pass. He's the only quarterback in NFL history to finish a championship game perfect, four for four. And so they got to the quarterback. Obviously, once you affected the quarterback and you had to put in Josh Johnson, who's played literally for every NFL team, if you go through his resume, Philadelphia was going to run away and hide in that game. And that's exactly what they did. They, they played their tails off yesterday and just absolutely crushed San Francisco and crushed their hopes and dreams. And so it's going to be a tough matchup, man. I, I saw the stat on NFL network last night. This is the third time that the um, number one passing offense is facing the number one passing defense in the NFL. The other two times uh, Peyton Manning, Went out there and played Seattle, lost. And then I believe it was Tampa that had the number one passing defense and beat Rich Gannon in the number one passing offense in Oakland in that Super Bowl out in San Diego. The bad news is the number one passing defense in those two games has beaten the opponent by an average of 31 points. Yikes. So (laughs) when you look at those two games, brief history, Obviously, only th- two other times has this happened in Super Bowl history where the number one passing defense has played the number one passing offense. This is the third time. But the other two have been by an average of 31 points where the defensive team has won that game. It's OK
1: that I'm not going to sweat, right? I mean, I feel like the Chiefs have faced the number oh, one. De- I don't like care. they face yeah. the number one defense. How many times during a year? Right. All the time, right. It keeps coming up and like they'll be they'll do things right They'll they'll find a way to make it work, right? It'll be fine.
2: Yeah, they'll be fine. Okay, I'm not right. concerned about okay. it. It's it's Andy Reid versus Nick Sirianni. Who are you taking?
1: <laughs> Andy Reid. And I told you, Nick I Sirianni's said Sirianni's got the greatest ascension ever to a Super Bowl coach, maybe, but whatever. I mean, I told
2: you, you know, in in the break two conference. years ago today, when that guy was hired or whatever it was, he he looked like oh my god, overmatched. This guy may be a Super Bowl champion in two weeks. Nick Sirianni whoever would have thought and of course he used to coach here in Kansas City so I'm sure that will be talked about as well so it's just it's got so many storylines but it's just too early to start getting into all that kind of stuff we're still celebrating an AFC championship game beating a villain knocking the snot out of a villain and really for the first time that I can truly remember Josh and a legit Kansas city villain. I've wanted this hatred and this rivalry, like the Yankees and red Sox or the Cardinals and Cubs, or, you know, teams like that have throughout sports that we seemingly have lost Kansas, Missouri, Kansas, Kansas state and basketball, that kind of stuff. I, I I like the hatred of those rivalries. I think for the first time we've lived through the true hatred of a rivalry for our generation. And that's the Cincinnati Bengals and to beat them the way that we did yesterday, man, I'm still riding sky high after this one.
1: Yeah. Again, that's why it makes this one big. Yeah. It's comma advanced to the Super Bowl. Right. First, it was avenge Cincinnati. Right. Shut Cincinnati up. Right. Take what's yours uh-huh. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole planning the flag portion with this and then on to the super, and bowl. On to the super yeah. bowl and on to the super you bowl you mentioned man. Nick Sirianni though can i can i revisit for a moment yeah, sure. Um, you know his his opening presser you know?
3: next thing that's very important to me is that we build a smart football team that we have a smart football team here and i know we have the the people in place to do that the first part of that the first part of being smart is knowing what to do we're going to we're going to know we're going to have systems in place that, that you, um, you had, you,
2: you, you could, you do you, you want, you, you could.
3: are easier to learn, all right? Complicated to the defense or offense that they're going against or the special teams group they're going against, but easy for us to learn because when we can put that because we when we can learn our system and we can get good at our system then our talent can take over.
1: Mm-hmm. They figured it out yep, somehow. There it is. <laughs> despite <laughs> despite all odds there was the opening press conference.
3: <laughs> uh, somehow
2: he's figured it out. That guy's yeah. coaching a team to the Super Bowl yes, and yes. they look
1: good, yes. man. They look really really good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> we got two weeks. I got. I got to watch that whole thing. Uh, I got to go go back and revisit that whole that whole press conference. because It's just uh, just too good. Our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by a Metro Ford. Visit inventory online at kcmetroford.com. Uh, yes, all the storylines are just perfectly perfectly uh, set up for this this matchup. Andy versus Philly is a uh, Kelsey Amanda, versus Kelsey. Is America ready for this? I think America will be okay with Kelsey and Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I think so. But the yeah. the Andy like is, is it the Andy Reed Bowl or the Kelsey Bowl? Which one is it? Like are we referring it to the Andy Bowl or the Kelsey Bowl because both have giant storylines and I don't know about you, but I I'm one of these guys who likes to write the 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 fairy tale ending and the happy ending when the Chiefs win this game and beat the Eagles in Phoenix isn't that the best way for Andy Reid to say peace out and just kind of say, see you later, I'm out, I'm I'm riding off into the sunset, like win that Super Bowl, but not just win the Super Bowl, beat the team that gave up on you. Like that to me is the perfect storybook ending for a head coach. If you could script the way that it was going to end, if you could script the way that this thing was going to play out, Andy Reid beating the Eagles in his final game to capture the Lombardi Trophy – That's the ultimate ending to a career. I don't think that's happening, and I think Andy Reid will be here for a very long time. But if you're scripting the ending to this thing and you're saying, how does Andy's career wind up, it winds up going down as he was the greatest coach in Chiefs history and beat his former team in the Super Bowl to capture that Lombardi trophy in his final game. That's the perfect storybook ending. So I think this has a lot to do with Andy Reed. I think this has a lot to do with his legacy. And I think this is going to be one where Andy Reid takes personal and wants to go out there and take care of Philadelphia. It's one thing to beat the Eagles in the regular season, but to go out and take a championship trophy away from the team that basically kicked you to the curb some 13 years ago or 10 years ago, whatever it's been, Andy Reid, man, you can go out a winner and in grand fashion that nobody else could match, even if they tried.
1: I think it's to me Andy Bowl first, yeah, because that's got the biggest, got the big thing, biggest big. legacy. I think the side dish of the Kelsey's is right, tremendously appetizing. Mm-hmm. Bring it all. Mm-hmm. The the fight that they're going to have, the networks they're going to have to get the both of them together. It's gonna be outstanding, right? What network has this game? Fox, Fox,
2: right? Yeah, so Fox will have the sit down with the two Kelsey's, right? It's some ballroom in Phoenix, I would imagine, yes.
1: I would think. Yeah. But to me it's it's Andy. And it's 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 Andy and Philly, first right. and foremost. And then Everything else afterwards. Mm-hmm.
2: He didn't have much to say about them last night. He he was asked about Philly last night and really didn't have a whole heck of a lot to say. Not that he would here at, as you're trying to celebrate an AFC Championship game. But we, you know how it works, man. Everybody's already on to the next and ready for that next big game. And we've got two weeks to talk about Andy Reid getting revenge on the Eagles.
1: No, he's not going to have a bunch to say about it because he's he's going to be low key about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then. I know leading up to this game, you probably were asked about, it too, was like how like how much pressure was on Andy Reid? And I said, I don't know that there's definitively pressure, but getting back to that again, I think, really stamps it. Like getting another playoff win. Mm-hmm. Now he's, what, second? He's second all-time in all NFL time. history in playoff wins. He's getting back to a third Super Bowl.
2: He has now playoff more playoff wins with the Chiefs, Chiefs than he did with, then, the with the
1: Eagles. I said there's a huge opportunity to, like, continue to elevate – yeah, <laughs> the overall legacy, everything
2: you do just continues to grow the legacy and grow the career and grow the Hall of Fame resume oh, like Andy's in the Hall of Fame. There's no question about that. But each day that goes by and each win that happens and each round that he gets to of the postseason creates the question of, is he the greatest coach of all time? And he's barreling down on. In that conversation, obviously, you've got Bill Belichick and you've got Don Shula that are still ahead of him when it comes to wins. But I don't know of any other coach that has dominated for more than a decade with two completely different teams in the NFL. Now, Shula did with the Colts for a little bit and with the Miami Dolphins. But what Andy Reid is doing now in the modern times is is just in rarefied air. Bill Belichick was great with Tom Brady. Bill Belichick's going to have that cloud hanging over his head. Andy Reid's been to the Super Bowl with Mahomes. He's been there with Donovan McNabb. He's had so many different quarterbacks, and he's always been a successful head football coach. Bill Belichick has been a great head coach when Tom Brady was riding side saddle. Yeah. So uh, if you want to make these arguments, man, I'll make an argument that Andy Reid... Is better than Bill Belichick because Bill Belichick needed Tom Brady. Like Cleveland was not a success. They were terrible.
1: Right. They're not good without Tom Brady now. Philly was a success. (laughs) And then going somewhere else, it's a success. No one's done that.
2: No one. Don Shula. That's
1: about it. And you're going to have to Google that. Most people are going
2: to have to Google who's Don Shula. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because the first one was the Baltimore.
2: Baltimore Colts. Colts. Yes. Yes. The Baltimore
1: Colts. Who you'll have to say. Oh, they were once in Baltimore? That's right. Oh, I mm-hmm. didn't realize that. That's exactly right. It wasn't always, you know, it's getting far enough back in the rearview mirror that he's the modern era, no one's done it.
2: Yeah, I keep telling you, man, people are going to have to start Googling and going, Andy coached in Philadelphia. Like We're going to see some of that. I I would bet there's a player uh, at media day at the Super Bowl on either team that has no idea that Andy Reid coached the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Oh, I hope that that's, oh, yeah. I hope that uncomfortable moment happens too. Andy coach in Philly. I didn't
2: know that. Like there's going to be somebody because just think about it. He's been here 10 years, right? Take the youngest player on the chiefs, like 21 years old. That dude was 11 when he got the job here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Their parents will have to tell them about it.
2: Patrick Mahomes was well into his high school career. When Andy Reid was here in Philadelphia. Or here in Kansas City.
1: Think about that. Yeah, Yeah, they'll have to ask your parents about it. Mm -hmm. Their parents who remember. Right. Andy Reid is the Philadelphia Eagles head coach.
2: Andy Reid's better than Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick had Tom Brady. Bill Belichick never won a Super Bowl without Tom Brady or Lawrence Taylor. (laughs) Hell, he never really had winning seasons without Tom Brady or Lawrence Taylor. I mean, my God. And then everybody goes, well, oh, the Cleveland thing was heading in the right direction. And then they moved. Oh, stop. To stop. Just stop. Belichick can't win without Tom Brady. Sorry, Zolak. Mm,
4: mm.
1: Off the hook. Even the kicker got off the hook. We'll get to that next.
5: Fesco in the morning. Ah! Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster is patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio.
2: On Saturday morning, I'll be arriving in Kansas City, so I'll be at the game at Burrowhead Stadium. See
4: what I did there? We'll
2: see y'all in mind. We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. Yeah, hey, Raz hey, we'll Joseph Lee Burrow Who's 3-0 against Mahomes Has been asked by officials to take a paternity test Confirming whether or not he's his father uh, If you're not fired up to play a team that's beat you three times in a row In the AFC Championship game uh, Then you're not going to be fired up for any games
3: This Burrow pressured in the pocket He's sucked! He sucked! Back at the 26-yard line. He gets sacked by Frank Clark. Third down and 18. Now Burrow's going to be sacked again. Wrapped up and taken down Chris Jones. Mahomes pump faking. Now fires it late for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You not Travis, Kelsey. Burrow under pressure. Now floats a pass. Left side intercepted at midfield. On the right side, it's Watson who's gotcha. got it. Mahomes yes. will fire it late for the end zone. Caught. Marquez Valdez, Scantling on his backside, touchdown Kansas City! Third down at eight, Cincinnati, Burrow retreating. And now he's gonna be sacked, down he goes! Down he goes, Chris Jones! Placement is down, Butker's kick is up, the spinning kick high, floating in the air, and it is good, good, good! Burrow had my ass! Woo, it's Mahomes out! I am the Father some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor: Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Burrowhead my ass. Live from Brett Beach Town. It's Bob Fesco. It's Josh Klingler. Yours truly. It's Fesco in the morning. Just a few jabronis hanging out with you. We all know
2: our roles. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, straight, baby. we
1: do. Yes, we do. Oh wow.
2: Wow. wow. Ah, yeah it is a couple of jabronis. Every, if you
1: look up the meaning of jabroni, it just yeah. says idiot. Every time <laughs> every time I talk to somebody in Cincinnati too, they're like you know, we love Kelsey. He's our guy. <laughs> He's called your marriage. a jabroni. Well, he is uh, a jabroni. But, and I think in Cincinnati, they're probably so saying the same thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: They're calling for Jerry Springer to be yeah. the mayor of Cincinnati yeah. yet again because yeah. of that. Look, man, you can't go out there and talk all that smack and then come in and get beat. No. You just can't. We'd be mad, I mean, at, our, we'd be mad at our guys. Y- if, they, if, if you're if they they in Cincinnati up. and you're waking up this morning and you're not pissed at your team for lighting a fire under these guys then you got another thing coming. And if you're waking up in Cincinnati today and you're mad at the referees for last night game, go look at Joe Burrow's stat line and look under the I N T. And there's a big two there. When you have that, it's tough to win game. You got your ass sacked a lot yesterday as well and you didn't make the plays when you needed to make the plays. So I'm just, I'm not going to tolerate Cincinnati fans today waking up and thinking for some reason that the referees cost them the game and all that kind of stuff. You had opportunity after opportunity, after opportunity, even on that stupid redo third down play, like every time it looked like the chiefs had an opportunity, Cincinnati was able to get off the field. They figured out a way to get off the field and, you can't sit there and blame number 58 the dumbest play I've ever seen but you can't blame him for the for the reason that you lost that game. Joe Burrow had two interceptions that cost your team more so than anything else. He can't turn the ball.
1: I off. I still don't The redo of third down—it's still baffling.
2: Like nobody even knows what happened there, do they? Like, does anybody know other than what CBS showed? They like darkened the whole screen except for that ref in the top like left-hand corner, and he came running in and then like stopped halfway through, like he got like 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 deer in headlights look and kind of backed away, like Homer retreating into the bush. But that dude, for whatever reason, blew that play dead.
1: And nobody and nobody knew it, and you got to. Do a completely. I've never seen a redo
2: in my life.
1: The play had happened. It was there was no penalty. There was nothing. There was nothing. Discussed it and then, like, oh no, wait, the punting team's no, 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 wait, yeah, we're gonna redo. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna what? We're gonna redo this play. I never seen anything like it. it. That was insane.
2: It's like practice when you don't do the play right and the coach yells, "Do
1: it again." Yeah.
2: That's kind of like what that was. Oh, All right, thought, do
1: it again. Oh, we thought we were leaving. I'm yeah. sorry, we were leaving. Oh, we want we got to come out here and do this, do this again. Yeah. I have never I've and never granted, seen that, a referee that do that. That still ended up in a in a stop, but right. I've I've never seen a play go that far and then redone.
2: I never have either, man.
1: I I'd never, I never so had one there. If, if, if they go on to sc- you'd have every gripe of the world. I would, sure. I would, I'd be like, yeah, I don't get that one either. That was bizarre, but everything else pretty, pretty explainable. I think, I think each team had some, some questionable penalties in this game. Yeah. So you're like, Hmm, didn't really see that. Um, pass interference, taunting uh, plays called back. You're uh-huh. like, well, I don't know. Touchdowns pretty, called pretty back. light. Yeah. Um, and then the, the roughing's absolutely the right call. Yeah, it is. If you want to be mad in Cincinnati and Cincinnati, be mad that that and be mad like Jermaine Pratt is uh-huh. and Joseph Osade. You think they
2: fought on the plane on the way home?
1: It was uh, it was pretty rough outside the locker room. That's for sure. Um, no fisticuffs, but just the yelling was wow. Uh, that. Play clearly puts you in position to, to to have the game winner. Without that, uh, that play, that, that, the, that game's the field probably goal, overtime.
2: its an overtime. There's no question about it. There's no question that game maybe, goes to overtime. Maybe maybe, that. They, yes. maybe they
1: are able to throw throw a pass, get out of bounds, kick the field goal. Still, you might be able to maybe, do that. Maybe. But that puts you in the spot like, ooh, yeah, you're this, okay. Now you're in field goal range on a very very uh, difficult night to to try to uh, kick the football. I caught Harrison Butker real quickly on the field after the, uh, the, the W and certainly it was, uh, a little bit of redemption for him as well. Right. Because, um, here's a guy that had his, his struggles. We were breaking down the, Mm -hmm. the, uh, the kicking game and I'm sure there were some nerves. I know there were some nerves in that stadium when he lined up to make the kick.
3: Now the office did a great job getting us into a makeable field goal range and just glory to God. Glad the ball went through. This was not the easiest day to kick. Was it? No, it was cold, windy, uh, just glad we could make the kick. You want that game in your hands so late like that to get the situation <laughs> if it comes like down that? To me, if it comes down to me, i got to be ready. I'd love to uh, make it a blowout win, but if it's close, you know I'm ready to go. What do you think of getting back now again, avenging Cincinnati, getting back now to the Super Bowl? You know, Cincinnati is always such a tough opponent, so I'm just grateful for us to be able to win and now get back to the Super Bowl. How
1: long did that ball hang in the air, Bob? I didn't time it. It was like a. It was like a. For it was like a, it was like a punt. It was like a punt that things just. I never thought it wasn't going. good though. But, no, but no, I didn't no. factor
2: in the distance. Like yeah. I didn't realize how close it was until I saw the replay on the distance. Yeah. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah. And like as soon as he kicked, <laughs> them, oh, that's it. Game over. They win. I mean, it's just hanging in the air. The wind was a was a was a problem. The the pregame kicking by everybody. You're yeah. like. Man, they're going to have to hammer the ball today. Yeah. And there was stuff lined up dead. The best part of it was Justin Reed was the first kicker out, like he normally does. He goes out and gets his How he doing? emergency kicks in there and uh he was going I'm not east-west, but press box facing the field left. Mm-hmm. So nor that way. Anyway. Um Press box facing the field left. I have no idea. So I'm facing the field to the left, whatever that end zone is.
2: Your back is to the press box?
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the field down the left. Okay, the west end west zone. West end zone. Yes. Thank you. I'm. Uh, thank you. So the the wind's kind of coming from that way, but kind of curving. And he usually goes out there and, and hammers some field goals. And, and a lot of times he's pretty good. Sometimes he's like spraying it. He lines up for one, I think it was 55 yards. And he kicks it, and it goes – it just sticks up in the air, and it lands – it lands on the top of the S in the end zone of Chiefs, which was mm. which was way right and way short. <laughs> and I thought, ooh, let me see what the real, what the, quote unquote, the real kickers come out, and they came out, and it was it was bad. I mean, yeah. they were, and you're like, you're gonna have to really hammer one, and what what we consider like uh, Harrison Butker distance, you know, mm-hmm. fifty plus. Yeah, you can go out and hammer that. Not yesterday no chance. Like you had to get as close as possible. And he kicks that field goal and it's, it's straight and it's, it's there, but it's the wind's just blowing it back. You're like, don't hit it too high. It's going to come back like a bad, like a bad chip shot. Got to give him a lot of credit for that.
2: Got to give him a lot of credit to the guy who sent me the tweet. You still want to get rid of Butker now? Come on, pal.
1: Come on, coach. I think yeah. it was worth reassessing when it was going down. Yes, and, and, and that's kind of what
2: we did All though. Of it was. But but eventually you had to make a decision yes. like is he capable of kicking field goals and extra points?
1: Yes. It was fair to fair to analyze what was going on with the kicker at that
2: the moment. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. it was. Absolutely, yeah. it was. And they got all those things worked out. Thank God for Dustin
1: Colquitt. And here we sit. <laughs> and good good news for you. The they had the uh, the tape measure out. Did they have the tape measure and he again? Had some duct tape yesterday. He had the whole. Did the, he have like a wind gauge? He had the and whole like bag, a, of like a golfer whole, throwing the yeah, yeah, <laughs> licking his finger and feeling the breeze. Yes. yes. Grab their blades of grass and throw them up in the air to uh, see where they're spinning. The whole the whole. Did night. Tommy Townsend get the pizza holder thing the, down? The side. The science was there. It might have been duct tape. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, forever Chiefs linebacker Derek
5: Johnson joins us next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. The voice of Chiefs kingdom, Mitch Holtus, drops by the show every Friday at 730, right here on 610 Sports Radio. <laughs>
3: Four-time Pro Bowler.
2: With the 15th selection in the 2005 NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Derek Johnson, linebacker from Texas.
3: Derek Johnson's got it. He sacked at the 41. Two-time All-Pro. breeze out of the shotgun. In trouble, and it's gonna be sacked back at the 22. Derek Johnson on a linebacker blitz, and the Chiefs' leading tackle. Green pass, boom. It's time to check in with our forever linebacker, Derek Johnson. My is lit up! Derek Johnson that time had all Lynch wanted! Time for our weekly chat with
1: Forever Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Believe in the unbelievable at communityamerica.com and the Sheep Metal Workers local union number two.
2: DJ, I want to start it with this. I heard from somebody close to the organization yesterday that all that talking didn't sit well. Heard from somebody else this morning about that same thing with what Cincinnati was doing all week and said, don't ever disrespect like that. The Bengals got what they were looking for. What's it like from a player to hear that chirping all week long and then go out there and punch him in the face?
4: Well, it's, it's, it's very gratifying at the end of the day. Um, I'll tell you what, um, um, uh, uh, approaching this game, I was actually uh, glad to hear all the chirping just because uh, there's something about the Chiefs that, that that hey, when, when you give us extra motivation, that's, that's just adding fuel to the fire. Uh, it, it, it's one of those things I'm more comfortable uh, with this Chiefs team when you hear the chirping and you hear the disrespect for us to show up than when you say, all right, the Chiefs are going to, you know, win by this and they just, you know, everything's all smooth and, you know, everybody's uh, just all on our side. This is this is what I love. And we showed up and showed out, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I Honestly, I thought it was going to be a game. Where hey, we have to run the ball uh, a lot just so we can, you know, take the pressure off of Pat and just you know because he can't, you know, he can't he can't bring his cape today. And I tell you what, man, he still he still brought his cape and uh, man, it's just what he's done in five years is unbelievable.
1: DJ, even talking to, to former players last week, it felt like that even to the former players, it was an insult that someone tried to change the name of their stadium.
4: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You 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 they should know better, you know, especially uh, uh, um, that, I mean, they beat us once uh, at home last year. So don't, don't, you know, don't, don't, don't act like that. You know, this is a a ritual. It's a tradition that you come up to KC and, 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 and you have, and you handle us. That's not, that's, that's not, um, that's not even that. That's not right at all. And uh, like I said, I was glad that they were chirping, actually, because it's just, it's just, it was easy for us to get up for this game. Obviously, it's a championship game, so you're going to be up for it. But if you want to say that, it just makes it a little more personable. And, and and you know, it's KC, so you talk about the the best fans in the world. You talk about uh, the loudest stadium. You know, um, literally the loudest stadium in the NFL. So. When when you talk like that, you gotta you you gotta see us and uh, <laughs> they saw us.
2: How good was Patrick Mahomes yesterday?
4: Oh man, oh man. I mean, I, I literally I was holding my breath whenever they you know they only sacked him a couple of times, but I was just like, man, it, you know. It, I just don't want him to do too much. I want us to run the ball more, get the ball out of his hands, just kind of, you know, play a little safer. And he was like, no, nah, this is, that's not what I do. This is, this is what I do. We, we're going to hold the ball a little bit at times just to uh, to make sure that I, um, I, I have every option to throw the ball down the field. And he, he wasn't, really wasn't limited much at all. Of course, he was a little bit hobbly, but, Patrick Patrick had a hell of a game. I mean, he still threw for over three hundred yards. I mean, just I mean, it's just every every week uh, he's he's always giving us something extra. And you say, you know, what more now? You know, what what else can he do? But uh, uh, man, you talk about just going back to two thousand seventeen, picking him up in the first round. Uh, what a pick for the organization and uh, uh, the fans and myself being a fan now we're benefiting from it and uh pat mahomes uh, again you know another super bowl appearance in five years that's pretty amazing
1: dj at one point last night they're basically running with their fifth and sixth wide receiver and still get that done they had three wide receivers go down injured during that game (laughs) and and another that was sick that didn't even didn't even uh, suit up for the game and yet they're still putting yards up
4: yeah well when, when you build a culture. And, and, and you have a system that works it's kind of hard to stop it's hard to stop you you plug your play and uh as long as you got some 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 a couple um um guys that's in there that are staples of that offense and of that defense it's just it's just it's just hard to it's hard to beat the Chiefs especially at home man this is you know you, you got to go through Kansas City that's 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 kind of the ritual now. That's the tradition now in the AFC. You got to, you know, uh, with Buffalo and Cincy and, you know, Jaguars, whoever, whoever's, you know, coming up, up and coming and ha- have these great quarterbacks that are going to be really good and prolific throughout the years, it's got to go through KC.
2: DJ, uh, Chris Jones also was just phenomenal. He finally played that playoff game that I've been wanting to see out of Chris Jones. He took over that game early with that first big sack of Joe Burrow that he got. And he never stopped. I mean, watching Chris Jones yesterday was just glorious. He was awesome.
4: Yeah, um, Chris Jones. You know, we, we talk about Aaron Donald, uh, and 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 don't get me wrong, Aaron Donald's probably one of the greatest ever, right? And um, uh, um, when you mention Aaron Donald, at, at times you you gotta you gotta mention Chris Jones. That that's how good and 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 dominant this guy is. He doesn't just do it from the inside; he does it for the outside as well, which is. Super hard to do for a defensive tackle. I mean, they literally couldn't block him. He was just taking turns. Let me go over here. Let me go in the middle. Let me go on the outside. They just could not block him. And and Chris Jones, I know him personally. So when you talk about um, um, all the chirping throughout the week, Chris Jones. I mean, you, if you say one word, Chris Jones going to get word of it. So, and, and that's gonna put a lot of fuel on his fire, and and that's what I love because that big man when he's moving, he's impossible to block.
1: But that kind of had to happen like this on the on the big stage for him, right? Probably to get that that next layer of, I guess, recognition or what have you, to to be able to yeah, do it I- in, a, in a playoff game of this magnitude. I thought is a big stamp for his. Kind of, I guess, curating.
4: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, um, it, it shows that he he shows up in a big game. I mean, it, the biggest game would be in a couple weeks, but this is the next big game in a championship game and in, in front of his home fans. And for him to get out the borough like he did, and don't get me wrong, he got he had a couple sacks, but he, I mean, he had a bunch of pressures. He had a bunch of times where. Joe just threw the ball because Chris was like, I'm, I'm about to sack you. And, you know, it's just what it is. You better throw the ball right now. And it's just so many times where uh, throughout the game where Chris Jones is just in his face, uh, affecting the quarterback, even Frank Clark. I mean, you got these guys, man. You, it was blood in the water. You, and, and stagnation was in full effect last night.
2: Yeah, it really was. It really was. We're talking to Derek Johnson, uh, Forever Chiefs linebacker here on 610 Sports Radio, and and we're just kind of watching the highlights on all the TVs this morning because everybody's showing them and talking about this game and how amazing it was. But I think a lot of people in Cincinnati are, are kind of mad at, at, at the officials. They shouldn't be that play out of bounds with Patrick Mahomes. That guy was out of bounds for like a day before 58 went out there and hit him. Have you seen a dumber play in an NFL game than that one?
4: You know what? That um situational football that that was that, that that was pretty bad that was pretty bad it was um it was it's one of those times where you got a young guy um i actually know know him he, he's he's actually a long longhorn player. yeah <laughs> yeah so uh um him it, you know he had actually a really good game that uh la- last night but for him to just you know, and and I get his mindset. I'm trying to get him with. They don't need to get another yard because it, it could it could affect the kick that's about to happen. And you're trying to hustle and bustle to you know to get the quarterback. But you got to be smart. This is this is a, a, a example, a teaching moment for young players all across the league. You know, when a quarterback gets close to the sideline, you need to just throw your freaking hands. up. I don't care if it's the last play of the game, because everybody's watching the quarterback that could have been a running back or a receiver and they might've, you know, I don't know, but quarterback, you don't, you don't touch him. I mean, you just, you just deliver him out of bounds and then, you know, it is what it is. But um, uh, lucky for us, uh, we got that penalty. There was a bunch of stuff that happened throughout the game. And i tell you what, man, um, uh, man, I was, man, I was, my my voice was out a little bit last night. I was at the game and uh, man, it was it, it it was awesome. It was awesome. I'm still on the high.
1: Were you up on the uh, on the uh, the drum deck with the other alums? I,
4: you know what? I I I was about to go up there and then I said, man, it is way too cold, man. <laughs> Honestly, I, <laughs> I I did it, but I I made my rounds to uh, to Clark and I made my rounds throughout. Saw Bobby Bell and just a bunch of of people i had some interviews on the, on the, on the um on the uh with mitch holt's so i was on i was on the uh i was on our I, I was on the field shook a few hands saw saw some people that i have not saw in a, in a while but it, it was great time great time
1: yeah we we kind of uh sometimes roll our eyes at one to 53 but i think this particular chiefs team probably should give us all an appreciation for every guy on a ro- on a roster because i think dj Everybody did something at some point this year, probably culminating with yesterday's game and how how deep they were able to play.
4: Yeah, it, it's uh, the it's, it's again. I, I always say it's like a broken record. It's the ultimate team game, and uh, this year it's even even magnified even more. You know, with uh, Tyrese uh, uh, leaving of the team Who? and, and uh, having having some you know having other players to come in just plug and play having more new players in and I didn't really even talk about uh, uh, the, the cornerbacks uh, the DBs the young DBs that play well I mean there are times that you scratch your head but there are times where you say wow we got we got some guys so I'm telling you what man. Everybody was hands on deck and we needed everybody. Everybody.
2: You look at all the rookies that contributed yesterday. Trent McDuffie, six tackles, two pass defended. George Karloftis with a sack. Sky Moore with the big punt return. Brian Cook with the the tip that led to the interception. Williams and Watson with interceptions. Pacheco, eighty-five total yards yesterday for this team, man. Is Brett Veach getting enough love? That guy's the best GM in the NFL.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You, you have to say that. you, you can't you can't. You you, ha- you can't overlook that for for the amount of, uh, of success we're having. Now we do have the Kelsey and we do have uh, uh, Chris Jones and Frank Clark and Pat Mahomes. We 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 got some we got some guys. Don't get me wrong, but uh, this is this is a this is a team game, and we have a lot of young players contributing to this Super Bowl run, and uh, they're going to continue against uh, Andrew Reid's old team.
1: Can your uh, can your heart take one more? Yeah.
4: Absolutely, okay. absolutely, right. <laughs> absolutely.
2: How big is it for Andy Reid to beat the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl too? Right. This
4: is what this is who I want to see. This is I'm I'm sure Andy won't say it. Andy would say you know take on anybody. He just wants to be in the Super Bowl and have an opportunity to win it. But I'm telling you, for the players, being a player, when I was uh, maybe it was 2013 or Uh, or 15 or whatever, we went to actually uh, uh, Philly, and we knew how important, Andy didn't say it, of course, but as players, we knew how important it was to beat Philly. Uh, Trust me, the players know how important it is to beat Philly in the Super Bowl this year.
2: Book it, done. Chiefs Super Bowl champs over the Philadelphia Eagles. I like the way you're thinking, my friend. So, before we let you go, have you ever seen a do-over like we saw the refs do yesterday?
4: No, never. Never. I was confused. Usually, I'm not, you know, I've seen everything, and I I, I was like, okay, let me, alright. I was I was kind of asking the people I was in the suite with, no. You know, usually I don't ask anybody anything. I, I know I know most, <laughs> but they start t- talking, and, and I guess you know, no, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess they did blow the play dead, and if they play, blow the play dead, then that play didn't count. So, but I don't know.
2: Yeah, it was like it was almost like it reminded me of like high school football practice where you run the play wrong and the coach screams, "Do it again!" And you get out there and you're yeah. like, you like you do it again. I've never seen that in a game.
4: L- luckily for us, though.
2: But... No, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> DJ, enjoy the. Uh... The two weeks of uh, calm, I guess, before the uh, the uh, game. Be much yeah. Calm. Yeah, Thirteen Let's days until the, uh,
1: the the Chiefs hoist Lombardi again. We'll talk to you next week, my man. All right, take it easy. That's Chiefs forever. Linebacker Derek Johnson here on six ten Sports Radio. Whew. Yeah, the do-over play still. You're kind of like shaking your head. I guess technically right. Yeah, no, it was the but, guy was blowing the but play But if you dead. just yeah. had the play run, no one would have. You know, like no one would have cared about the clock. Right. Running at the wrong time or whatever. The play happened. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I think everybody went, Yeah, sure. I didn't see anybody that stopped playing because that guy was running in.
2: No, nobody he actually backed off. Yeah. If you go back and watch the yeah. video, that guy's like, uh oh, I made a mistake here and like kind of retreats a little bit. But I mean, uh, you could
1: have you could have easily just said, Well, we'll just take care of that. We'll we'll chuck that one up to a mistake. Probably shouldn't have had the clock run, blah, blah, blah. They do that in their little officials' meetings and nobody cares. Right.
2: Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nobody even knows what's but going they, on. They
1: run the play over with and their sideline was going. Not so. Yeah.
2: Well, they talked to the uh, the official. Was it Ron Torbert after yes. the game? He yeah. talked to a pool reporter mm-hmm. and said, "quote On the that's actually in a
0: pool. I yeah, don't know if you
2: no, that. I did the Andy Reid above ground swimming pool. Correct. Right? Yeah, correct." Yeah, yes. he, he he said on the previous play, there was an incomplete pass. We spotted the ball, but the line judge came in and respotted the ball because the spot was off. We reset the play clock and the game clock started running. It should not have started running because there was an incomplete pass on the previous play. I was wondering that as well. Like, why is the play clock running here? Whatever. The field judge noticed that the game clock was running. He was coming in to shut the play down so that we could get the clock fixed, but nobody heard him and the play was run. After the play was over, he came in and we discussed that. And he was trying to shut down the play before the ball had been snapped. So we reset the game clock back to where it was before that snap and replayed third down.
1: Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All of it's technically correct.
2: You could have just not done it and no one would have noticed, but (laughs) but the clock was wrong. I, you know, the, the clock was running, never should have been running. And the, the pool reporter then asked, what are the normal protocols when a play can't get stopped in time and the play goes off, especially if it appeared that it did not affect the play. If we're trying to shut down the play and we couldn't, we would shut it down and go back and replay the down, Torbert said. And so, yeah, that's the thing. The clock was running. The clock should not have been running Correct. there. So am, they, yes. they they had to get there. Whether or not the play was successful, Whatever th- that play needed to be stopped and redone because we got to get the time was all out of whack. We got to get the clock. And every second clearly mattered yesterday. Imagine had they not blown that play
1: dead and that
2: clock kept running.
1: Those extra seconds. We don't
2: kick that field goal.
1: Yep. yeah. It all seems to work out at some point in time. Right. But that one was that one was weird because there was a lot of confusion as to right. they just ran a play and got a got a got a do-over.
2: Got a do-over. And that's what that's what Bengal fans are hanging their hat on today?
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you
2: still got off the field.
1: Yes. That's correct. That's correct. We got the finish. We got the game everybody wanted. And I think the most satisfying of championship games next.
5: Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss the Chiefs' red half hour every weekday, starting at 11:30 on Cody and Gold, on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
2: Here in Brentwood Town, without him, Patrick is not around. Out at Arrowhead, they're winning games, throwing touchdowns, holding corral, and Travis is catching the ball, dropping dimes to Tyreek and more. And our sacks are coming from Chris Jones, ties making plays. We need more parades, and we're living here in Bradfeach Town. Living here in
1: Bradfeach uh, Town. Our NFL <laughs> coverage brought to you by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, and Scenic Views. <laughs> <laughs> From the eight one six tone dev version is definitely
2: my favorite. You'd have to be more specific. Yeah, there's no, there's two that yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I, the original's my favorite.
2: Yeah, I think the original is yeah. everybody's I mean, the favorite. Remake, right? The
1: remake was is, it's tough to it's tough recreate a, a classic like that. It but is just the uh, the notes. Yep, and. The- <laughs> I say notes and loose loose right, garbage, but yeah. Whatever those were are just are just perfectly bad.
2: Right. You gotta get your Brett town yeah. t shirts. If you want it, send us a a text to nine one three five eight six seven six ten. B double kick you the link. They're twenty bucks. And later on today we're gonna have a couple of other ones coming out that may have a jabroni written on
1: them. Mm-hmm. So be ready for that as well. Gonna give us a quick. Let's yep. go. Uh here's a here's a tweet. Okay. <laughs> is this the Cal there, one? There's a down Yeah, did, Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. John Calipari. I watched the Bengals game last night and was heartbroken because I wait, know. Wait, 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 wait. The Bengals had, a, had an opponent in that they game did. last night. And right? uh, was heartbroken. He's in there, you know, kind of in their market. Uh huh. And it was heartbreaking because I knew how it would hurt Joseph Asai. But my new favorite player is BJ Hill, who stood next to Joseph and deflected unfair questions. What a teammate! Role model and testament to the culture Coach Taylor has built.
2: Yeah, no, that's not the case at all. That guy Hill stood there and said, If there's any dumb questions, I'm shutting this down. That's not standing there for your teammate. That's there to bully the media.
1: What K you beat you by? Getting your playbook. Get your playbook, yeah, get, get John, your Cal playbook. John.
2: How's that Kentucky job working out? Jeez. Oh, let's let's, let's praise cr- this guy for bullying the media. <laughs> okay, Cal.
1: The oh. guy made the dumbest play in the history of the NFL. It, it really is. Paid I mean, professional. Has to go up there and answer for himself. Right. God forbid an NFL Ugh.
2: grown man has what to, a, you know, talk to the media for five teammate. minutes. What a what a great teammate being there and telling he's going to shut it down if there's any dumb question. Bully. Who's determining what a dumb question is? Well, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Go back to your locker, sir. Let this guy handle himself. <laughs> and we don't need you shutting down media requests. Yeah.
1: Get your playbook, Cal. Yeah, Fari. yeah. <laughs> and, then,
2: <laughs> and then you got Coach Cal who wades into it uh-huh, as well.
1: Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Way def, to go, Coach. Defle- deflect. Def- <laughs> deflecting the loss, right? Work on that uh, <laughs> that
2: swinging gate offense yeah, or whatever yeah. you're running down there at
0: Kentucky. Jeez. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.